0: chapter 14 we're going to read verse 26 through 32 and luke 22 54 through 62 amen all right it reads and when they had sung a him they went out into the mount of olives and jesus said unto them all ye shall be offended because of me this night for it is written i will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered before after that i am risen i will go before you into galilee but Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will I not. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, That this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake with more vehemently, basically more passion. If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also they said all, and they came to the place which they named Gethsemane said to his disciples sit ye here while I shall pray Luke twenty-two fifty-four through 62 says then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house and Peter followed afar off and when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down there Peter sat down among them but a certain maid beheld him and sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said this man was also with him And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about a space of one hour after another, confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I am not what you're talking about. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Lord, please help me bring a word like only you can. We thank you, God, for so many faithful saints out here in the parking lot for a word from you. Lord, I ask for you, Lord, to keep me and bless me so that I can bring a word for you. Reduce me down to my least common denominator so you can multiply the word of God within me. I love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, from the subject, he's still calling your name. I need you to look in your little mirror because I know you're by yourself or if you're sitting with your neighbor, just tell your neighbor in your car, don't keep a social distance, amen. And look in your mirror if you're by yourself and just say, he's still calling my name. When enough pressure is applied to anything, it'll break. You remember back in the day, some of y'all old school people, you know, because uh, I'm middle school, ain't old school yet, uh, not quite new, not quite old. But, but, but you know, you used to play back in the day, you used to stretch a rubber band to see how far you could stretch it till it broke. Or you get with your brother and sister, and you pull one and, and they pull another in and you just try to see how long it took to break or, or, or bend a ruler and just see how long it took to break. The problem is that no one really knows the exact point at which the object will break. It all depends on the elasticity of the material. You can begin to feel the tension in it, but you really don't know when it'll break. The Bible even implies that God has a breaking point. It says in Romans, what shall we do then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. This is to say that God will usher uh, grace for a while, but after a while, even he has a breaking point. The disturbing thing is that he does not say at what point God's grace runs out. If I knew the exact point, I could be confident that whatever I do, I will be okay because I know at what point I need to stop. But he doesn't tell us what point. Therefore, there is an uneasiness that keeps me wondering. Just like the rubber band, most of us do not know our own limitations. When you do not know where your, where your limitations are, you are, ready. you are not ready to deal with the battle. Life sometimes becomes a great battle and sometimes becomes torturesome. I, I know it's not many of you all out there that understand that life isn't easy all the time. But if you can take some notes from the mature those, they'll tell you just keep on living. Some of us have never been to the breaking point. Therefore, this sermon may become irritating to you because life has not yet dealt you a hand that causes you to doubt why God even chose you to be here. Jesus understood human limitations. They, after they had taken communion, Jesus told them that one of them was going to be offended by him that night. The disciple had just passed the Judas test. See, you know how you pass a test one week and then the next week the teacher gives you another test and you're like, I'm happy that I passed this test. Can I, can, I, can I enjoy the high of passing this test? They all had just passed the Judas test and now they're all wondering what else could go wrong. They were still excited about not being Judas and Judas said to the disciples, one of y'all, is going, it, it, it was a devil and, and they passed that test but now they had to pass the test now to make sure that they weren't going to be the one who denied him. See, Jesus went on to say, you're going to deny me before the night is over. Peter rose up and said, not I. Have you ever had a long night? Can i talk to you for a minute. See, see, have you ever had a, a long night? See, 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 weeping man do for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But have you ever had a long night? Some people say weeping man do for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what 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 happens when my long night becomes a day, a week, a month? Some of us had a long night since last year. But Peter didn't know himself. And the vast majority of us do not know ourselves. We do not know our own limitations, and we make rash, radical statements because that, uh, that do not because we do not know ourselves. We become critical of other people. They don't understand how you broke. See, they begin to ask you, "How did you let this happen? Why did this?" you take that. If you really were a Christian, they want to send you emails and scriptures and texts and motivational emotionally detached sermonettes because they themselves have never been tested. They've never had the pressure applied to their lives in just the right place and they don't believe that they can break. But there is a breaking point inside of everyone. I would love to tell you that when you get to the breaking point that you wouldn't break. I would love to tell you that if you a true Christian, true believers don't break. If I could preach that without going against the foundational truths of my theological principles, I'd be able to sell more CDs than, than we ever sold before. We'd be able to pay this building off without even touching times and all this. People would love to hear how not to break, but there is a point that you will break in anything. Mother that has a child and you keep going to jail over and over again. After a while, mama ain't gonna come get you. Husband Always cheating and tipping out. After a while, come on, y'all better ask Al Green. Every now and then she might be cooking you some grits, but it might not be for you to eat. Come on, somebody. There's a point that we all have that we get pushed to it. If the boss comes out here and clowns me one more time, if she knocks this chip off my shoulder, if this waitress passed me one more time without acknowledging what I want, I'm not saying it's right, but what I am saying is there ought to be, the, the reality is we all have a breaking point. See, keep pushing that quiet Petite person that you keep messing with, and all of a sudden you'll find out why the you know, how when they find them serial killers, the news reporter always say what they described him as quiet and keeping to himself. You keep on pushing that quiet person after a while, they have a breaking point. Instead of in the Bible, I've seen so many mighty men and women of God that came to their breaking point and just wanted to throw their hands up and quit. Moses did many acts of valor and called ten plagues through God on the Egyptian, caused the Red Sea to part, but got to the point that he wanted to die because the Jews got on his last nerve. Elijah called fire down from a water-soaked altar, killed 450 prophets of Baal all by himself. But when Jezebel said she wanted to kill him, he began to find himself under the juniper tree, saying, I want to die and be with my fathers. Job talked real tough in the beginning. I came in the world and naked I shall return. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But as the battle got worse, he cursed the day he was born and formed in his mother's womb and cursed the breast that nursed him. Paul did mighty works of God, did so many things, walked by people and his shadow would heal people. But he got to the point, he said, I was pressed above measure and I'm in much despair. Jacob was a faithful man of God, wrestled with God and won the battle, walked away with only a limp, but he received so much bad news finally he said all these things are against me shook his head and fell into depression there is a breaking point in your life that is part of the process a breaking point that helps to develop and strengthen your faith it is only when you all find the reality of your human limitation that you are able to experience the true power of God. As long as life continues to deal you something that you can handle, you will worship yourself in a pseudo fashion and, 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 and wonder how, and understand that you're not indestructible. Hey, turn this monitor down just a little bit. It's ringing when I get loud. But once you become splintered, hurt, confused, discombobulated, You ain't got to turn down that much. I see you running. You ain't got to run. And come face to face with the limitation of yourself. You will begin to talk like Israel. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would have been swallowed up. God can use people who have never been dirty. Who have never done wrong? Who never made a mistake? Who have never been reduced to at least common denominator? Who he cannot use people who do, who have not come to the breaking point. Those people have have not they have not come to the breaking point tend to be judgmental and gossipers and busybodies and stick they nose in other people's affairs. But if you have ever been to the breaking point, it is a humbling experience. If you ever been through the breaking point, it changes your personality. If you ever been to a breaking point, it changes your disposition. If you ever been to a breaking point and everything comes against you, have you ever broken your own rules, your own standards? Your own pet peeves? Have you ever done something you thought you'd never do? Have you ever done something you liked to do but didn't like you were doing it? Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear me. Have, have, Have you ever had a breaking point where you were uncertain of everything and every decision and everybody around you? You weren't sure of yourself. You weren't even sure of your friends. You weren't even sure of your environment. You weren't even sure of the Lord. Have you ever been to that point? Peter thought he was not going to do anything wrong, Sister B. He told Jesus that he must be mistaken because he was too strong to do something like that. Yeah, the Bible graphically describes this ordeal between Peter and the Lord. As the night progresses and the pressure increases, you might begin to see the decline in the relationship between Peter and Jesus. If you read carefully, you will notice little subtle things. As the pressure begins, you begin to see Peter following further and further behind Jesus as the soldiers that were guiding him to his judgmental location. He began to follow Jesus, but a off. He still comes to church, but he's following a off. See, see, there is a danger of not walking closely with God. God doesn't like it when you follow him or fall off. Because God said, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. See, you'll be surprised about the number of people that come to church that follow him or follow secret Christians, undercover agents with covert lifestyles. And when the pressure is on, they can go either way. They don't make commitments too strong to anything. They won't get involved with anything. They won't join uh, any committee. They won't commit uh, to adult trips or mature job islands. They, They attend church. You will see them in the same pew or the same parking spot. And get mad if somebody in their place, but, 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 but it's a secret. They, 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 they pray and they love God, but they really don't want nobody to know that they're praying for their food. Peter stopped and warmed himself by the fire. Warmed himself at the enemy's fire. See, you, you cannot serve God and mammon. You, you have to decide this day who you're going to serve. You have to be careful of where you draw your strength from uh, when you're under pressure. You better ask Samson, come on, somebody. When, when you're not under pressure, you will stay away from certain individuals. But when the pressure comes, Peter began to get comfortable with the warmth of the secular. Some of us cannot Get out of the certain dilemmas because we keep compromising our faith in God and putting it in a woman or a man or a car or a career or even church. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't put your faith in church either. I ain't saying you, you're not supposed to forsake this sin of yourselves together, but, but but Maxwell will let you down. You better watch out. Maxwell messed up just like everybody else. Newbies grow Grove messed up just like everybody else. First Baptist didn't be messed up like everybody else. Gethsemane and everybody in between. Everybody falls short of the glory of God, and a lot of times you keep putting your faith in man. You better put your faith in the man, in God that the man represents. Don't put your faith in Maxwell Uh uh-uh, uh. Because Maxwell will let you down. Don't put your faith in Newbies Grove. Newbies Grove will let you down. Don't put your faith in T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes will let you down. We all fall short of his glory. Peter thought he could do it. But he realized he was afraid and messed up just like everybody else. Peter was a disciple handpicked by God. But he was warming himself by the fire of the world. Some of us have slipped into an apathetic stance in our faith. We don't pray like we used to. We don't preach. We don't sing like we used to. People have noticed that any inconvenience in church upsets you now. See, when the preacher used to go along a few months ago, you get excited. Now he get on your nerves. Now, now now, a few more people have joined the church and, and somebody's in your parking spot or, or, or your seating and, and now you're mad because it's inconvenient, but the same folk that'll go drive three and four hours to go see a losing team, the Redskins, the Deadskins, whatever their names are right now, are going to Washington, D.C. to see a game, to go park a half a mile away from the stadium, walk your tail all the way up there after you done set in turtle speed traffic, walk all the way up to the top, Raptor, because you couldn't afford nothing but a 70 or 80 dollar seat sitting up in the nosebleed section bragging about how you made it to the game to see a game you could have saw better in your living room but get mad with the inconvenience of church oh you follow the lord like peter but or fall off you don't read your bible every day like you used to. You only read it when you go to church. In fact, some of us don't even bring it to church no more because we used to bring our Bible because our Bible holder matched the heels we had and it it, it matched the tie that we had on and it, we use it as an accessory more so than a reading tool and we follow God but far off now, instead of asking God all the things we used to ask, now we call our mama and our cousin and our friends because we, we, we don't depend on him the way we used to and we try to get the knowledge from him. Everybody else we follow him but 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 a fall the odd thing about the scene brother low is that Peter could see Jesus and Jesus could see him in an amazing uh, in an amazing coach Beverly that that, that at the end of the day, that even in the midst of his crucifixion, Jesus stopped long enough to look at Peter, to let Peter know exactly where he was. Even no matter how busy Jesus is, no matter how... Hey, turn it down. No matter how busy Jesus is, he still takes the time to stop and see what's wrong with Peter. No matter how busy God is, he still has time for you. See, but Peter had surrounded himself with the secular. Yeah, he was warming himself with the worldly resources. See, he had become a neutralized soldier. Satan wants to neutralize you see he wants to make you ineffective he will either dilute you or pollute you he will dilute you and cause you to lose your strength like Samson or he will pollute you with so much foreign matter that you begin to cease being what you were meant to be that is why you have to be careful of who you talk to because they will pollute your spirit people that bring you bad news all the time I heard this and I heard that and I heard this and all it does To pollute your spirit and all they do is bring you bad news but don't you shouldn't you be surprised that every daggone week every day the same person brings you the same stuff I'm going to tell you a secret if they always know something every week they ain't just listening because the truth be told if somebody keep gossiping at you every day and you never say anything back they'll stop talking to you about it so if they bringing you something every week they heard, they heard it because they said it too. See, the girl looked at Peter and said, he's one of them. Yeah, Brother Jarrell, they said, see, 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 they, they said he one of them. See, see, when you really been with God, people know God on you even when you try to run from God and act like he ain't. Oh, y'all don't hear me. His scent is still on you. See, see, Peter was at the fire. Peter was trying to drop it like a hot at the club and and went into a praise dance. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all still try to cuss out folks who can't even cuss right no more. And they wonder, why in the world are you even at the club? Because at the end of the day, you don't act like us no more because you had an experience with God. And even when you try to hide that experience, people that that don't even know you recognize the that's on your life. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Some of y'all try to be ashamed and try to hide from the anointing that God has given you. But you better walk in it and not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, when they pointed at Peter, he said, I don't know him. Mm -mm. He compromised his goals. Have you ever done anything that you didn't want to (laughs) do? Have you ever been anywhere you didn't want to go? Have you ever done something you thought you would never do? Again, have you ever done what you liked? but didn't like what you did. How do you apprehend yourself when you mess up? See, it's one thing the police pull us over, but you, you ever seen the police speed? They don't ever pull their self over. When they speed by me and they ain't doing the speed limit, I feel like they should turn their lights and pull their self over, but it's hard sometimes to apprehend yourself. God sent three people to ask him the same question. Did he know him? Do you remember when you used to praise God? Do you remember when you used to read your word every day? Do you remember when you used to ask God things like I said that you, you ask everybody else now? Do you remember that? The devil always increases the amount of pressure in your life as the distance between you and the Lord increases. The cock crowed three times after he denied him three times. The cock was a sign of this distance that had, was created between him and the Lord the amount of people you talked with etc in the mix of all that was going on with Jesus he turned and looked at Peter Peter remembered what Jesus told him about denying him and he wept bitterly how well do you know yourself do you really know what is in you see some of us think we know all the answers but if we just keep on living life will show us that we have a breaking point like everyone else life will shut your mouth if you keep on living and going to sleep and waking up again and going to sleep and waking up again life will deal you something that you can't handle and as you start blaming her and talking about him and talking about her life has a way of making you curl your finger up and put your pocket? Can I talk to you right now? I don't need to preach about gossip. Life will handle your gossip because you'll get to the point where you'll stop talking about everybody. Because when you get caught up in something, oh yeah, y'all, y'all don't hear me. See, but look, though, uh, uh, look at that, brother. But stop. Eh, look, look, look at that. There's that, little difference between Peter and Judas. They both wept bitterly. They both denied Jesus. And see, that's why you got to let the wheat grow up with the tares and stop trying to judge folks. Stop trying to judge folks because they skirt shorter than yours. Truth be told, if you look good, you might have one on that short yourself. Stop judging folk when they got their pants sagging. Reach them in love and understand that they will grow the same way that you had to grow out of your stuff. Come on, somebody. There was little different between Peter and Judas. But when you get to the breaking point, see, you can't... You, you, Let me me, When you get to the breaking point, you'll begin to question every decision you ever made. Every person you're surrounded by. Pressure will make you question everything. Can I talk to you and be transparent? I question myself, why in the world did God call me the pastor? I'm tired of doing this. People be hard-headed. They don't want to hear this. And I'm like, I don't know what I can do. I get mad like everybody else. I fall like everybody else. Why in the world God calling me? I don't want to do this anymore. When you get to the breaking point, you will start second guessing some decision that you made in your life. I know some of you all don't know what I'm talking about. I, because you have it all together, you still walking on water, Peter. You still cutting off ears. Your shadow is still healing people when you walk by. I know you're still pitching up tents and all these people coming to church, Peter. I know you're telling people, silver and gold I don't have, but you told the man what I give, what I but what I have, I give to you. I know you're still making people stand up and walk, but if you just keep on living, Peter, just a few more chapters down the road, you're gonna run. To something that you can't handle. Peter wasn't there when they beat Jesus. Blind manners wasn't there. People will leave you in the midst of your cross experience, especially those who are going through a breaking point. And the, the funny thing about this message is uh, Deacon Garvin, I was going to call it the breaking point, but the Holy Spirit began to take me to Mark chapter 16, verse 7. And what the angel says in the text brought me hope for all of us that's at the breaking point. All of us that ever have failed. All of us who ever has had a failing business. All of us who's ever backslided. Mark chapter 16 verse 7 says, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter. Oh, come on, somebody. That's the angel of the Lord talking to the women that came to the graveside of Jesus Christ. He said, but oh, go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. The angel took told them to tell the disciples and Peter. Peter, come on somebody. He didn't say call Andrew by name. He didn't say call James by name. He didn't say call Philip by name. He didn't say call Bartholomew by name. He didn't even say call John the disciple who he loved by name. He said call Peter by name. Even though Peter had fallen, he said call him by name. I know you fornicated last night, but he's still calling your name. I know you keep sliding but he's still calling your name i know you were not faithful on your
1: face but he's still calling your name i'm so glad that even though when god gets tired of me jesus still walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me i'm his own even though i fall short he's still with me even though i didn't pay my taxes he's still with me even though i didn't pay my tithe he's still with me why because he loves me more than life itself Hey, and if that wasn't enough, this Jesus, because he knew I couldn't do it on my own, he said Abraham couldn't do it because he kept lying about Sarah being his wife. He tried to send Samson, but Samson wouldn't stay out Delilah's house. He tried to use David. But he wouldn't stay out of nobody's house. He tried to use Jeremiah, but he kept crying. He tried to use Ezekiel, but he wouldn't talk to the dry bones. He tried to use Isaiah, but he kept cussing everybody out. He tried to use Moses, but he kept doubting himself. He tried to use so many people. He tried to use Gideon, but he kept on doubting. He tried to use so many people. He tried to use Jacob, but he was a swindler and a hustler. So God said, no, I can't do it because he won't leave the EJ alone. I looked around and saw nothing greater than myself. And God said, I swear by myself, enrolled himself in the flesh, walked down out of infinite time and space, stepped into linear time and space, enrolled himself in the flesh after he walked down 40 and two burning generations and came out, Emmanuel, God is with us. And if that wasn't enough to leave the 24 elders, shocked and the angels gasp. this God went to the cross for you and me he went to the grave stayed in the grave all day Friday all day Saturday I feel old school but every Sunday morning he got up With all, not some, not a little bit, not much, not almost, but all power in his hand. And that's why I can walk on serpents. But let me tell you something about serpents. See, it ain't for you to walk on
0: serpents. If you go out there and get a bowl of serpents and run in it, use a fool. He's talking about evil fool. He's talking about folk that can't you can't do business with if you didn't have an anointing. So even though a serpent may bite you, he ain't going to bite me. Oh y'all, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. The problem is some of you all doubt yourself because you doubt yourself. But you should doubt yourself because you can't do what it is you're supposed to do. And the problem is... The reason why you doubt yourself is because you're putting faith in yourself Peter thought he could do it by himself, but he had to look toward the healer which comes his help it's God who's able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious majesty and do it with exceeding joy it's him who's able not you Peter was a great apostle a great disciple walked on water when nobody else did. Jesus said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. But he put his faith in himself, and that's why he failed. He'd already should have known that before, Brother Stefan. because remember, when he walked on the water, as long as he was looking at Jesus, he was alright. But then, when he started looking at the ways of life, at the gas bill and the electric bill, now, you do need to look at the bill to pay him. But 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 he he began to worry about it, but didn't understand that God would make a way out of no way. I need to talk to some people that need to hit the reset button in their life. You know how your phone be messing up and all of a sudden sometimes you got to just unplug it or take the battery out or turn it off or turn it back on because you got to reset it. Jesus wants to reset your life. Jesus is here to make sure that even in your broken state, he wants you to know that he's still calling your name.